You're listening to a podcast from Victory. How does Jesus represent our Heavenly Father when He came to live among us? Find out in week three of Unboxed. Unboxed. We are on our third week. And uh, just once again, I'd like to uh, give you what our series objective is. That at the end of uh, this series, that we will be able to understand the nature and the attributes of Jesus, the Savior, and our Messiah. And that despite, despite all our schedules, despite all our busyness, are you busy at this time? Are you doing a lot of things? We are as well, right? the festivities, all the parties. You know, I'm just so glad that, that this year, you know, this year is probably the lightest year for us. I mean, the, the December there was a year, uh, probably, what, uh, I think that was about two years ago, when I had eight weddings, December alone. Two weeks ago, uh, we were at a coffee shop in the other uh, mall. My wife is really a kind of a person, a customer service talaga siya. She really gets to talk to a lot of people na parang kilala niyang kilala niya ito. Anyway, the staff, she approached. Sabi niya, hi, how are you? Kamusta ka na? Uh, she's been there for about 10 years already. And uh, my wife, being so excited, just telling, aren't you excited about this season? This, this, uh, this, this woman, this staff, she, she paused for a while. And then she looked at uh, my wife and she said, in Tagalog, sana hindi na dumaan. At that very moment, my wife told her why. Why are you not celebrating? You know, she began to minister and told her, if a child was not born, then we will have no salvation. We will never know this child, the Son of God. There's really a reason to celebrate. Sadly, to catch up with everything, we cut things short. All of these things. The Christmas has become an Xmas. Don't you realize sometimes, even in our you know, rushing of things, even just texting or writing the word Christmas, instead of you know, writing the whole thing, we put Xmas. We shorten up things, not realizing that we are taking out an important name, replacing it with the word with the letter X. In mathematics, X means it is unknown. So are we really celebrating an unknown person? Is this something that is really unknown for us? Too busy that we fail. We fail to unbox the most important gift. There are a lot of gifts out there. You know, we have to see a lot of things. We tend to focus on the unimportant things. But there is one gift that we need to unbox. You know, probably for most of us, that we cannot really understand this concept of having a relationship with God through Christ. Probably, we just didn't see it through the ones who were leading us, the ones who were fathering us. I have three children. My wife and I, we have three children. And really, you know, I, in all honesty, I'm making every effort, every effort, not to satisfy them by what I can do, every effort to teach them who Christ is, who the Son is. Therefore, we need to understand who our Savior King is. The one who is a father to us. At this time, I'd like to read the same text that we have been reading 
from the first week, and I'd like to invite you all to stand up, please. Let's read in Isaiah 9.6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. This week we will be talking about Jesus as our Everlasting Father. Father, thank you. There is every reason for us to celebrate. There is every reason for us to rejoice. There is every reason for us not to doubt, not to fear. Because we know that you are there. We know that you have sent your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, to die for us, to free us from our sins, to give us eternal life. Lord, even today, as we, as we discuss your word, as I discuss your word, Lord God, I just ask for the Holy Spirit, Lord, to anoint my lips and open up the hearts the minds, and the spiritual eyes of your people. Thank you. Thank you once again, Lord, that you are the one who will minister to us. You are the one who will speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Just a bit of a background. In the midst of gloom and uh, the desperation, God gave a prophetic promise of a coming king to Israel. You know, a king that would be a wonderful counselor. He would be a mighty God, an everlasting father, and the prince of peace. And these are just more than names or titles. It really speaks of God's nature and attributes. Now for today, think of the ter- term Father through the mind of the Israelites. Through the mind of the Israelites. God referred to Himself as the Lord, the God of your fathers. So referring to the supposed spiritual leaders, God called to lead, um, to lead you know, uh, in, in, in righteousness, and injustice. Okay? But because of the failure of the generations of kings, you know that there were many kings, right? Generation after generation. The failure of these kings, the fathers, the fathers who led, the spiritual leaders, you know, God in His sovereignty knew that we need, find, you know, once and for all, we need the one who will really father us. We need a savior. That's why He said, a child is to be born, a son is given. Now, in our discussion of Jesus being our everlasting Father, you know, let's not confuse it with the Godhead, the Trinity. Okay, let's not confuse it like we are discussing God the Father, but we are talking about Jesus being the everlasting Father. Now, as I've said, it has nothing to do with the Trinity because we are sure that the Father is not the Son and the Son is not the Father. Okay, let's, let's not confuse that. Do you understand? Do you know what the Trinity is? You know that there's a Trinity. Okay, so there's a Trinity, one God, three different persons. Okay, so that's uh, clear. Now, this text, it tells us about Jesus' relationship with us, being a father to us, having a fatherly relationship. In the same way, again, I have my own sons. Sorry, I have two sons and a daughter. I have my own children. I am a father to them. But I am also a spiritual father to Dominic. Dominic, can you raise your hand? All right, this is, this is one of uh, uh, our leaders and uh, he's, he's part of my, my uh, singles uh, victory group. I am also a spiritual father to him as well as Leo, Leo and F fatherly relationship. Let us define these two words, everlasting 
Father. Everlasting means it is eternal. It means it is unlimited. It, is, it means infinite period of time. Now, this one, this, this everlasting means that it, it talks about eternity past and eternity future. Referring to Him as the Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. We don't know when He started to exist. Of course, He has no end as well. The, the, the word father here is not the biological term, being father, father, but it means He is the founder. He is the originator. And He is the one who causes something to begin. In the same way that Steve, jo- Steve Jobs is the father of Apple. He invented, you know, the products of Apple. He is the founder of that company. He is the originator. But Jesus, He is our everlasting Father. Jesus is, at the time, is to become the Father of the coming age. You know, again, let me repeat it. He is the Father of eternity. Existed from eternal past and eternal future. In Colossians 1.15-17, it says here that He is the image of the invisible God, referring to Jesus Christ, the firstborn of all creation. For by Him, all things were created. Everyone say, by Him. By Him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through Him. Everyone say, through Him. Through Him and for Him. And He is before all things. And in Him, all things hold together. Now therefore, Jesus as the everlasting Father speaks, being the everlasting Father, speaks of His rulership. It speaks of His supremacy. He is the one that is ruling and supreme from eternity past up to eternity future. Because Christ is the beginning and the end, the Alpha Omega, He is definitely supreme over all. No wonder when one time when He was uh, in the boat together with His disciples, that there came a storm, you know, a a very strong storm. And He was able to rebuke the storm. The waters recognized a familiar voice. The everlasting King, the Savior who is supreme over all creation. Now, how else can we look at Jesus as the everlasting Father? Let me start off with this. Jesus, being the everlasting Father, He is, first, He is the source of life. Jesus satisfies us. Let me read from John 6.35, where it says here that, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Yesterday, uh, it was supposed to be a, you know, uh, the men in our uh, couples victory group planned for a 6 a.m. bike ride. Okay, but you know what happened yesterday? It was really raining very, very hard. So it ended up us having breakfast. Okay, we just ate. We decided to have breakfast together. And in that breakfast, we also had a meeting. And in that meeting, we were talking about a trip, a vacation for our families. It was not for ourselves. 
Eh, sabi ko nga, nakakatawa, no? It, it's really funny when men plan things. When, when they plan things and kumbaga walang, wala namang admin sa amin eh. There's no one who really is uh, very organized. So, our discussions were, the, were jumping from, you know, one point to another. So, sabi ko, teka lang, ang gulo. Uh, better if we write down all the things that we have discussed and then the best thing to do is just to submit it to our wives. Let them plan for us. <laughs> Nagkukonwari pa tayo eh. <laughs> we're just pretending. You know, but we're, we're, we're just so excited on planning on something just for a provision for our families. You know, in the coming, you know, ne- never mind. But anyway, it's, it, it was for us, it was really a great plan. Pero of course, we have also certain limitations. I just noticed also in that group that we were all fathers. And in that group, as we were discussing, sabi ko nga eh, how old is your daughter? How old is your son? And how are they? You know, I'm, I'm just trying to also plan out how our kids will be able to fellowship together by the time that we have uh, that, uh, that, that trip. Sabi ko nga, grabe. It was true. When I came home, I immediately told my wife, and then she told me, let me just text the wives. <laughs> let me just tell them. Realizing that, you know, Jesus does not have any palpak plan. You know, when he says that he is the bread of life, he is really the source of everything. You know, he can satisfy our spiritual hunger. He can sustain our spiritual life only if, if we have that right relationship with, with Jesus. Having the right relationship. You know, I, I, I don't know how else can we further discuss this thing. What is it really to have that right relationship with Him? If we also consider Him to be our source of life, then we should also submit everything to Him. Because once we submit everything to Him, that's what He says. That we will not go hungry and we will never thirst. Bread, the physical bread that we eat, what, while it will sustain our lives, you know, yung, yung si Jesus Himself, if we invite Him in our daily walk to father us, we will all be sustained. And when you get to see also some posts in Facebook, there are a lot of condolences. You know, a lot of people have died, not only these three people whom I know. The sad thing, those are my words, the sad thing lang doon is that when people say that they are already in a, in, a, in a better place, you know, just right in my mind, I, I, I want to say, I, I'm, I, I don't really know. I'm not sure. Probably He is. You know, probably, you know, God has made that last-minute call upon this person's life. If He has not received Jesus as His personal Lord and Savior. That's why when we, you know, when someone dies, we do not say, let's pray for his soul. Because once a person dies, that's it. He already faces judgment. We cannot make, you know, even a thousand prayers, storm heavens, to tell God that please push his soul to heaven. Because once his soul separates, his spirit separates from his body, that's it. That's it. What we normally say is that we pray for the people who are still alive. We pray for the family that they may come to know the saving knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He is the source of our life. He is our everlasting Father. My youngest son is here. You know, and you know, he always relies on, 
on, on, on my yeses. Every time that he has requests, every time that uh, he would ask me something, just this morning he was requesting me, can we go to this place so I can have my gadget fixed? You know, my tendency is, I just say, yes, okay. Because my mind, you know, I, I'm, I'm already thinking about the preaching this morning. I have the tendency to just say yes. He relies on my yeses. But most of the time, I fail him. I fail him most of the time. In fact, probably I fail them all the time. But for me, Jesus is also the bread of life for me. He's the source of my life. You know, if I anchor myself to him, then I would be able to understand really how to father my children. If I know, you know, how, how, how Jesus fathers me himself. John six thirty-seven to 40, it says here, that all that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. People that come to Jesus, He will never drive away. You know, we, we also have the tendency, you know, wag muna, that's not for me yet. It's not yet time. It's not yet time for me to approach Jesus. You know, when is the time? When is the time? Why are we delaying things? But Jesus said, whoever the Father gives him will come to him, and he will never drive him away. In verse 38, it says here, For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. The purpose of Jesus was to do the will of God the Father. And it is not his will to fulfill his own human desires. Remember, Jesus is God and at the same time became human. He is 100% God and 100% human. There's no 50-50. You understand that? Okay? It was not his will to satisfy his own human desires. You know, probably I was thinking, if I were Jesus and I came down, you know, the Father tells me, just go down so that you can save them, die for them. I'm going to say, no way. No way! But I'm not Jesus. I'm not Jesus. From His characteristics, from His attributes, I learn from Him. I would even also learn to sacrifice. Sacrifice. Not to the point of dying on the cross, but to sacrifice, to love people. That is how He shows us his love. When we follow Jesus, we should have that same purpose as well. Doing God's will. We have to do God's will. Realize that sometimes when we pray, we feel that our prayers are not being heard. Did you ever pray that and you feel, you know, Lord, out of a hundred times, a hundred and one times, yung prayers ko were not being heard? Is there something wrong about our prayers? Do you realize that? Is there something wrong? Probably yes. Because we should be praying according to God's will. We pray to according to His will. And Jesus knows exactly what the will of the Father is. In the next verses, it says here, And this is the will of Him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that He has given me, but raise it up on the last day. The will of the Father is... For those who have been chosen, that He will not even lose any one of us. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in Him should have eternal life. And I will raise Him up on the last day. You know, just thinking about the very Father nature of Jesus Christ, He really makes sure that He takes care of everyone. That He gives that gift of salvation to everyone. 
As an earthly father, I cannot give everything. I cannot provide everything for my children. But Jesus is the source of life. He will make sure He will not let His people be overcome by Satan and lose their salvation, lose our salvation. John 17, 12, it's not on the PowerPoint. But it says here that when, while Jesus was praying to God our Father, He said that there that, while I was with them, while I was with my people, I kept them in your name, which you have given me. I have guarded them, and not one of them has been lost except the son of destruction, except maybe if we renounce the name of Jesus Christ. But he has not lost any one of us. A father is one who protects, one who will never allow his children to destruction. Jesus will never allow that. He is the source of life. Jesus is our everlasting father. Secondly, he is the light of life. John 8.12, it says here, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. Whoever follows the light will never sin anymore. Whoever walks in the light will never give in to temptation, but will have the light of life. Jesus called himself the light of the world. And we should take this path. Because what he brings is the presence of God the protection of God, and the guidance of God. Now, as a father to us, He leads us also into following the truth. Jesus leads us into obeying the word of truth. Question again is, are we reading that truth? Are we reading God's word? Baka in, in, in a one and a half hour service, I can't even bring my Bible how about in our homes? Please don't get mad at me. Because sometimes also they have the tendency to hold the control rather than to open the book. It is a discipline for us. The only way that we will know the light of life is if we continuously commit ourselves into reading His Word. How can we follow something that we do not know? You know, to follow the light is like a slave to a master, from an employee to a boss. Ganon din tayo, the sons of God, and Jesus as our Father, we are to follow Him. Last night, again, with my little boy, I asked him while I was doing my notes, Julio, can you please scratch my back? And then he was scratching my back. And then later on, I said, Julio, can you please get that massager, that electric massager? And then he did it. And then after a few minutes, I asked him again, can you please scratch again my back? And then he told me, I am not your slave. I'm not your slave. Sabi ko, oh nga naman. Tama naman yon. You're my son. A father does not abuse. We do not abuse. Jesus will never abuse us. Jesus teaches us obedience. He teaches us to distinguish what is right and wrong. He teaches us discernment. That's why it's important to read the Word so we will be able to know the light from the dark. John 1, 3-5, it says here that all things were made through Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. 
in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Sometimes we, we feel that life, it, it's, is it really uh, too difficult for God to understand? You know, sometimes we feel frustrated and we're, we're, we're praying a lot and then we're doing all these things and we have the tendency to say, God, is, it, is our life really too difficult to understand? Okay, remember that the entire universe was created by God through Jesus. So definitely nothing is too difficult for Him because He knows His creation. He knows each and every one of us. We are His creation and His love, referring to Jesus, Jesus is that love, His love is bigger than any problem, bigger than any situation, bigger than any issue that we may face today. Maybe you think for a while, what are we facing today? Is there something that is really, you know, just bugging us? Is there something that is really bothering us? Darkness. When Jesus mentions that the light shines in darkness, it means that the darkness of evil has never and will never overcome or extinguish the light. Last night, I accidentally plugged something in our socket. And so our uh, electricity, it flickered. You know, it, it was the second time that happened this week. So until the time that, yun, namatay na yung kuryente. But I, I told my family, please don't panic. Where's my cell phone? Where's my cell phone? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I, I got my cell phone and our, some of the cell phones have, you know, a, a small light. And in that darkness... Just the small light, it was able to illuminate you know, the whole place. Just imagine in the same way, once we were in darkness, we were into sin. But the light of life has come, removing the darkness of sin. Jesus is the light of life. He is our everlasting Father. Can you do this for a while? Can, please, just, ano lang, just for this moment. Can you close your eyes? Just close your eyes. Don't, yung ano lang, yung easy on closing it. But not being able to, ano, ah, yung, yung see me. You don't see anything. Right? Not your heads. But you know that there is light. Tama? It's not pitch black. You just see something. Only if, we can open up, open up your eyes now. Only if we open up our eyes to see the light. You know, we know that the light is shining upon us. Receive Jesus. He is the source of light, our everlasting Father. And then lastly, He is the way to eternal life. Jesus, the way to eternal life. John 14, 6, it says here, I am the way and the truth and the life. And then no one comes to the Father except through me. But Jesus tells us that He is the only way to God the Father. I suppose that even at this time, at this time, we all understand that there is only one way to get to the Father. We don't pray to the saints. We don't pray to the mother. We don't pray to anyone. We don't ask even everyone to pray for me, intercede for me. Of course, we, we, we appreciate prayers from the prayer team but they are not the way. Jesus is the only way to God the Father. 
And a father will always lead their children. Father will always lead their children. A true father will always show us the right way. I guess wala namang ano, there's no dad here who would allow his children to go astray. You know, probably if, if, if for some reason, because of some family frustration, probably there would be one or two, I don't know, who would just allow their children to go astray. But no father would be foolish to lead him in the wrong way. Some others would argue that this way, that Jesus is too narrow, that there, is, uh, that there are other ways now to get to the Father, that there are other ways to get to heaven. But in reality, it is wide enough for the whole, whole world if we choose to accept it. Now, since we are used to the I-can-do-it-myself attitude, we may also worry about how limited it sounds to have only one way. Diba? Pag sometimes we say, the Lord, kaya ko na yan. Even when we pray for a lot of things, probably we've been praying for a thousand things. Lord, let me pray for the 9,990 things for you to do something and allow me to do the 10. I can do it myself attitude. But the thing is, Jesus tells us that He is the way, the truth, the life. Submit everything to Him. Instead, what we should be praying is, Lord, thank You, thank You for providing a sure way to get to You. Do we still have uncertainties? Jesus tells us in John 14, verses 1 to 3, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in Me. Jesus tells us that in His Father's house, there are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to Myself. That where I am, you may be also. Jesus is the only one who will show us the way to eternal life. Though it is unseen, it is secure. Secure as we place our trust in Jesus as the only way as our everlasting Father. Jesus has prepared the way to eternal life. When He was speaking this to Thomas at that time, those are the very words that Jesus is speaking to us at this time. That in our Father's house, there are many rooms. There is also a place for us. The issue that may still be unsettled is our unwillingness to believe. It's all we have to do is just to believe. One main point I'd like to share, and just to summarize everything, it's still Jesus is the everlasting Father. He is the originator of life. During the time of Isaiah, the fathers, they get killed in war. Children are being orphaned. Women are being widowed. 
And even worse, in our times, at this time, fathers just don't get killed in wars. They allow themselves to be in a spiritual battle. They also leave their families for some trivial reason. And if, if any one of you here is living in a home, in a fatherless home, because your earthly father had been overtaken by the inevitable, or simply they just walked out. Just remember one thing this Christmas. Again, that Jesus, He is still our everlasting Father. There is no aspect in our lives that Jesus cannot be a Father to us. He is our everlasting Father. As I end, I'd like to read a scripture from Mark 10. One of my favorites also when I do a child dedication. And it says here that, And they were bringing children to Him, that He might touch them. But the disciples rebuked them. You know the story. Jesus was on you know, a, a time of ministry, and some parents probably were just allowing the children to come near to Him. The disciples were stopping Him because he said, they said that Jesus is busy. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant. He got angry and then he said to them, Let the little children, let the children come to me. Do not hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of God. You know why probably you know, Jesus was using also a, an illustration for children, for them to come to the kingdom of God. You realize that children are just as innocent as they are. Anything that they, we say as adults, they will just say, you know, yeah, I'll obey, I'll do that, I'll follow. The heart of a child. We may be adults. We may be in our 40s, 30s, 50s, 60s. And sometimes we just don't, we don't realize that we are like the disciples ourselves. We are not allowing ourselves to come to Christ. We are not bringing our children to Christ. Jesus says, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them. Let us not also hinder ourselves from approaching Christ. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child, like a child, shall not enter it. If we do not receive, if we do not believe, if we do not know how it is to go to heaven, if we do not know how it is you know, to have a relationship, let's grab this opportunity. This season, Christmas season, is not just a season for shopping or you know, just a reminder where Oh, gastos na naman. Ang daming magtatago na ako. I'm gonna hide from my inaanak. But this is a season for us to celebrate. Heart of a child. Accepting Jesus as the only way. We can enter the kingdom of God. As we approach Him, 
like what he says in verse 16. It says in verse 16 that he took them in his arms. Jesus will readily extend his arms towards you. He will bless us. He He will lay his hands on us. Jesus loves us. Remember, in the message version, once again, I'd just like to read, For a child has been born for us. The gift of a son, it is for us. It is for our benefit. It is not even for God the Father Himself. Jesus will take over the running of the world. He will be completely supreme and sovereign for each and every one of us. Jesus will forever be. He will forever be the everlasting Father. The Alpha. He is the Omega. Can we all close our eyes? Once again, even as I pray, Lord, with too many things that are happening in this world. Pride of life. The attitude of, I know it all. The attitude of, ako na ang bahala, I'll just do it myself. The attitude of not trusting you. These are all pride. These are all things that hinders us from entering into your presence. Lord, even right now, even if we don't have a good image of an earthly father, Lord, just allow us, allow us to see your goodness through Christ, who has been our father, uh, the father, a, a father to us. Minister to your people. Minister to your children. Minister to your sons and to your daughters. God, I pray for those people that even as they, they, they're probably, you know, just saying the same thing as that staff in, in that coffee shop. Sana hindi nalang dumaan ito. The Lord's touching your heart right now. He's speaking right in your ear. He's, he's speaking to you in an audible voice. Just telling you, my son and my daughter, I've always been a father to you. I've never left your side. The Lord's, I can just see a picture of the Lord, just, you know, not only holding your hand, but He's putting His arms over you. The Lord wants to bless you. The Lord wants fruitfulness in your lives. The Lord wants you to remain in the vine. The vine, Jesus Christ. He sent His Son. Not for history's sake. But He sent His Son. That we may unbox that gift. That gift of eternal life. Thank you, Lord. One more invitation, one more prayer. 
If you've been attending this church for the longest time, I want to use the word, you've been an attendee. You've been a churchgoer. You've not been part of this church community. And you have not had this relationship. I'm praying that, you know, some of you here who have not submitted their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ will be submitting their lives today. This is a celebration. Without, you know, just looking around, don't, don't look at anyone. If you want to make Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, please boldly raise your hand right now. Boldly raise your hand right now. I can see one. One hand. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. I can see... Yeah, another one. Two. Two more. Three. Four. Five. Thank you, sir. A few more seconds. The Lord's laying down that gift. Laying down that gift. All you have to do is just to unbox it. If you're raising your hand, you're raising your hand, please pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you that all this life, even in my sin, you have been a father to me. You've been my savior. Thank you, God, that you sacrificed your one and only son to free me from my sins. I now declare that I am facing a new life in Christ, leaving what is behind and facing a great life in Christ Jesus. We thank you, Lord, once again. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Can, can, can we give the Lord a clap? Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.